I've been consuming food articles, and yes, pun intended, for the past year. I've scoured articles about the plastic straws debate, the hashtag MeToo movement in the restaurant industry, and even the new Netflix hit Salt, Fat, Acid, and Heat by chef and author Samin Nasrat. One thing has remained the same. I've constantly been enamored by the beautiful illustrations and art accompanying each of the articles I've read. Some illustrations include a mixed media approach with photography and digital art. Other illustrations show off a colorful blend of pastels and wavy brushstrokes. Throughout my process, I was particularly drawn to illustrator and comic Vance Lump, whose works constantly show up in food news sites and publications such as Eater and Taste. With his quirky illustrations, vibrant colors, and amazing attention to detail, I definitely want to learn more. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Vance Lump about his unique drawing style, his previous experience living on a farm, and his process for creating food illustrations. You're listening to Gouda Talks, a podcast about culture and food by Jess Ang on WHRB Cambridge 95.3 FM. My name's Vance Lump, and I've been an illustrator, like professionally, for probably about three years now. I started doing professional work while I was still in art school. Um, that's actually when I started working with Eater, which is some of the stuff you had mentioned where you'd seen me from. And I live in a small town on the Oregon coast um, called Astoria, which is most famous for being the site where they filmed the Goonies. And yeah, I kind of love drawing about all sorts of different things. Like I like making illustrations that have a, uh, a story that's kind of about people in any way. And so food is definitely a great way to access that. Um, but I also love just doing more lighthearted kind of work or kind of some of the more heavy work where you're talking about like social politics and stuff like that. So yeah, I do printmaking too. Um, and I also draw comics occasionally when I get the time for it. Yeah, I've seen some of your comics too. They're on your website and you also published a couple of things as well. So I'm excited to look more into that too. But regards to like illustration and art, how did you just get interested in illustration and art? Because you did say you started three years ago. I didn't go to college at the regular time. I almost uh, almost did, and I was going to go to art school when I grew up in the Bay Area in California, but it was too expensive. Uh, and so I decided, well, maybe I'll just do something else for a while. And I went traveling for a long time. And toward the end of that like two-year travel session that I did, um, I was living in Australia, and I actually broke my foot because I was trying to learn how to skateboard again. And I was never very good at it, and I still am not. And so uh, while I was kind of out because my foot was broken, I started drawing because um, I just needed something to do. I was kind of bored out of my mind. And uh, through just kind of doodling around and drawing, I started to really just enjoy making art. I had not really ever done that before and um, decided that if I needed to kind of pick a career and do something like that, it had to be something to do with art. I wasn't really sure what it would be, but I thought if I'm going to do something for the rest of my life, this is the only thing I could probably you know, actually be happy doing. And quickly figured that it's not practical to try to be like a fine artist because, you know, so few people actually get by with a living like that. And so I thought, mm, maybe I can do graphic design because that seems like a sensible career. Uh, and I started studying that, but quickly learned that there's way too much time just spent 
like sitting on a computer designing different squares and things, and it was not very interesting to me. And through graphic design, I had learned about illustration. And I didn't even know illustration was a thing. Like a lot of people, I think, don't don't always notice that there's illustrations all over the place um, and that someone had to draw that. And so I kind of looked into that as a something that you can do as a job. And um, it sounded pretty perfect to me. So I ended up going to school for illustration um, in Portland, uh, where I graduated about two, two years ago now. Yeah. So I went to school kind of late in life. I was 25 when I started going there. Um, and so I was kind of like, not that that's old, but I was kind of like the old guy at the art school. <laughs> so you said your style definitely developed over time. You were going from this, I guess, refined style to something, the style you have now. So how would you describe the style? So, yeah, that's a, a, a good question. It's, um, Definitely, kind of like you were saying, it's it's loose and a little doodly. Um, even my final uh, illustrations now, I've definitely learned that I get a better result in the end if I'm relaxed and having fun while I draw. Uh, when I was uh, when I first started at art school and I was a lot more um, precise about things, I don't know if I enjoyed it as much because I was trying to be just so careful and make and I was trying to I think make something that emulated other artists that I admired and it never really, you know, was the same as what they did because I'm not them. And so I was always a little bit frustrated with that. So now what I try to do is just let things flow a little more easily. And so sometimes you end up with like weird little wonky drawings or, you know, I I try to just let something come out and not edit it a a whole ton. Um, There's certainly a certain amount of editing, but as far as like little things, I try to let little, little weirdness, bits just kind of stay in there because I feel like that gives it character plus it allows me to if you know if I can look at a drawing and kind of have a little smirk on my face because it's kind of a funny little thing then I feel like I've done something pretty good oh that's a that's a nice way of putting it I like the smirk part (laughs) (laughs) yeah like if I draw something and I and and it produces a smile even in me because I'm usually pretty critical about my own work I I feel like I've gotten something that like is I don't want to mess with it so I don't I try not to kind of screw it up after that because you can overwork things a lot pretty easily what is your process of also incorporating colors into your drawings? Do you think about the color first or do you draw like a, like a doodle, let's say, and then um, try to add color? Color for me really came together as far as a tool to use when I uh, learned to do screen printing and when you're working with layers of color um, and you have to kind of choose them before you do the actual printing process and... Um, and how the two, how the colors can interact. Um, that's a big thing that I do with uh, colors that kind of combine to create other colors. And so my process, even though I work all on computer now, kind of still mimics that thinking uh, for screen printing, where even before I start the final piece, uh, I kind of choose the colors ahead of time uh, for the most part. And it usually stays pretty close to my initial choices, but sometimes I kind of um, push and pull those colors throughout the process, depending on if something's not feeling quite right. Color's a funny thing. It's I, I, I don't know exactly how to say if there's a hard and fast rule for why I do certain things. It's A lot of it's just kind of an intuition. Um, I tend to use a lot of the same colors or variations of them, uh, kind of like a three, almost primary color, but a little bit off kind of set. But there are certain subjects or things like that that I know right off the bat, like, oh yeah, this one needs a really bright yellow background because it's kind of an aggravating topic, or this one should be a little more soothing because it's about something that's, uh, you know, like a nice story that 
doesn't have any conflict in it, so like the colors should be a little bit more in harmony. Tell me more about Lumpy Acres, your comic memoir about living on a farm, and specifically the writing process, the drawing process, and the color process, because those are some really interesting things about it. It was actually about my farm. My, my wife and I lived there for three years. The last three years, we recently just moved off of it, actually. We bought this little farm with the idea to kind of be as self-sustainable as possible. And also we had plans to maybe start like some kind of business on the farm uh, someday. And so we were trying to grow our own food and do basically just learn what we can do with this little two acre plot of land that we had. And so I found that it was kind of a unique experience, at least amongst people that I knew, like no one else had really done something that was quite like that, um, at least in my peer group. And people kept asking me about it. So I thought, well, maybe this might make a good book as far as, um, it's kind of like, I call it a, a comic memoir because it's it's not exactly like a, an autobio comic or anything that's exactly the way things went, but it kind of evokes the feelings of what we were going through as we kind of got this farm and tried to learn how to do what we were trying to do. Because we had no experience doing any farming or any or managing that much land. We kind of had no idea what how much work that would be as all, as well as we had done some gardening, but when we moved there, we like scaled our gardening way up and was growing a bunch of food and like sometimes felt in over our heads, sometimes felt like we were super successful, sometimes felt or most of the time felt like we had no idea what we were doing. And so, yeah, I kind of turned that into that book and, and tried to let the reader know kind of what our first year on the farm was like. And so going through all the seasons, um, starting with winter and, and um, each season has a different color because... At one point, I realized that you can use color to tell the story in a certain way. It's like another tool um, where it could be arbitrary. You could pick whatever colors you want, and that's fine, but it may not communicate anything. So if you use them intentionally, then like, uh, you know, in the summer when you flip the page from spring, in the summer season has like this hot red, like it feels warmer, even if temperature that you're in hasn't changed at all. It kind of like tricks your brain in a way. So... It was very intentional for me to have color used in the book in that way, uh, which unfortunately made printing the book really expensive <laughs> because all that extra work. But it was worth it in the end because it really it really has like a, a strong effect when you're reading it. I feel like a lot of people really responded to the color in that book for sure. So when you were writing and drawing Lumpy Acres, you were living on a farm and dealing with the changes of raising food. So overall, how did your relationship to food change when you moved? Yeah, it gave me an appreciation for, for local food and also knowing the source of it. And so now, even though I'm not growing as much because I'm on a smaller plot in a city, I still try to seek out um, local purveyors of things and especially people that I can actually meet and know just because it's, it's interesting to know the person who, who brought that kind of turnip to life or whatever you want to call it. That definitely happened as well as being on the farm and also... Uh, we got chickens for the first time, so having, <laughs> having yeah, like a, like an animal that you care for that also produces food for you um, was a relationship that I never had before. I'd always had pets, but never had an animal that like you know we're kind of in it together. Like if if I make you happy, then you might lay some eggs that I can have for breakfast, and so it ch kind of changed that aspect of my relationship with food because uh, I normally actually I'm uh, vegan uh, other than eating my chickens' eggs, so. It was like a totally rocked my dietary world when we got chickens and I was like, well, this is totally different. Uh, what else did you grow on their farm? 
We grew a whole boatload of different types of tomatoes, a bunch of spicy peppers and squash. We had, we grew hops. We were going to plant a whole lot of hops um, and maybe start a hop farm. It grows on this really long vine that's like 20 feet tall. And um, so a hop farm just looks like rows and rows of these 20 foot tall vines that grow like straight up. Yeah, it's kind of neat. Um, and so we were thinking of maybe planting an acre of hops in our front um, field. Uh, that was like one of those business ideas that we had th- thought about with the farm. Because uh, it seemed like, a, you know, you have a little plot of land and there's a lot of opportunities depending on what you want to do with it. So we were kind of just trying to figure out like what we do with all that stuff. Um, but we had also thought about growing or um, installing a bunch of greenhouses and then growing a bunch of food for farmers markets and whatnot. N- none of that stuff really panned out, but um, we had a lot of like kind of plans at different times for all sorts of stuff. Now that you're in a city or bigger place, what did you take from the farm that you're using now in your city plot? Being kind of intentional on what we grow. Uh, that was one thing we did on the farm where you can grow something that maybe you can't get at either, um, you know, a farmer's market or a local store. And so we still try to grow things that maybe they, they do fine in our climate, but maybe for whatever reason, commercially, you can't find them anywhere. That's something we really enjoyed on the farm. Like we grow certain kinds of peppers that you can't get anywhere um or at least not easily so we still do that here and then also just like techniques that we learned from from how to grow things because we just were kind of dove in head first doing this like large larger scale gardening and learned a lot of things that were kind of like how to use water efficiently so you're not just you know wasting tons of water um or you know right times a day to pick certain foods and and um how to plant, what to put them near so that they do well, how to keep certain bugs away, because we didn't want to use any weird chemicals and stuff. So like natural ways to to stop bugs from eating all your tomatoes, that kind of thing. Um, all that stuff is still useful for us now, even though like our garden is maybe one quarter the size or one eighth the size that it used to be. It's really amazing to hear how your relationship to food changes over time. Did your illustrative process change too when you were on a farm? It did, um, but there's a lot that went into that too because uh, I was still in school when uh, Mm -hmm. we moved there. And so there was like a lot of stuff going on, a lot of things changing. And I definitely kind of found the particular style and voice that I wanted to have at the time that I still mostly have um, during the time that I lived on the farm. And it helped a lot because I was able to, like if I got frustrated or just needed some time, I could go out in our backfield and just kind of, walk around with my dog and have some peace and quiet, which was really nice. And so it it gave me space and time to be able to find what I wanted to do uh, as far as illustration goes. And so in that way, I'm sure it had um, quite an influence. But yeah, it was one amongst many factors at the time, for sure. Um, I know that you're you're an independent artist, but you also um, draw for publications too. And so I guess it differs for each one, but could you walk me or tell me how you... Um, come yeah. up with like your art. Generally, uh, if I'm doing something for a client, I get kind of a description of what the what the uh, the piece is that I'm going to illustrate. It varies a lot. I've had just one line that gives me an overview of the entire article, and I just work off of that. Other times, I get a little synopsis that's like a paragraph. I've also gotten outlines that describe the whole thing, but in kind of notation form, and then. The other one I get is the entire article itself. And so depending on what I get, I have varying degrees of nuance that the article will kind of give to me. And I feel like the more nuanced, the easier it is to 
to do an illustration for because I can pick different things apart. And um, I just read whatever they give me. I usually read it a couple times because I want to make sure I catch everything I can. Uh, on the second read through, I write down any ideas that come to mind or any words that stand out that might kind of lead to other ideas. And so I usually start with some kind of word list and um, before I even draw anything and write down a few things just so I kind of get my, my brain warmed up a little bit. And then once, sometimes when I feel like I've got a good list of ideas in words that I can try to start from, um, I go into sketching and other times I get a little antsy. I just want to go into sketching after I've written like three words down and I haven't really done any work in the, in the initial phase, but I don't know. Sometimes I have just kind of a good feeling about something. And so I want to just sketch it out before I feel like it leaves my brain, but then I'll just do a bunch of, uh, black and white sketches, try to chase down an idea until I feel like it, it communicates what I want it to. Um, and I get a few different ideas, usually three or four, um, to be able to send to the client of like different approaches to the same thing. And once they approve that, then I go into the final phase and that's when I pick the colors and basically just kind of, it sometimes feels like paint by numbers at the final stage where I just take the sketch and then I just put the colors in. Um, I know it's more complicated than that, but I often feel like I'm just kind of filling in different things because I've already figured out what the idea is. And rarely during the sketching phase, I know the colors ahead of time and I'll, I might kind of color them in sometimes if, if I feel like it's important for that particular sketch to show for the show to the client, like what I'm thinking as far as that part goes. But yeah, usually the whole process kind of takes like one day of sketching and then one day of doing the final. Um, I'm really interested in um, knowing about the process of drawing it too. Um, so going back to what we were talking about earlier, um, I know that you like to use a lot of people in your art. Now with food, you add this additional element. And I noticed that a lot of your illustrations, while they like have this, a similar theme, they often focus on like a certain body part, making the body bigger, the nose bigger, the eyes or the mouth. How do you decide on, you know, the, those aspects of it and, you know, formulating it in relationship to food? Hmm. Well, sometimes the concept of the illustration will require a certain focus or, or exaggeration, so to speak. Like, so someone who's got a really big mouth because they're eating something, they're like kind of taking in a lot of this particular thing. Um, if it's in the article like that way, then... That one's kind of a, an easier one as far as like, oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense, you know. Big mouth on this one or, or big head on this one because this guy thinks he knows everything because he's like some fancy hot chef or something. So he gets a big head. Um, other times it's just what I think is kind of fun to draw. Like I'll, I'll if, if I haven't drawn big feet in a while, I'm like, oh, maybe this person will have giant feet or maybe... Maybe they'll be all foot and there'll just be a boot with a head at the top. I don't know. Like sometimes it's just like a, um, I always try to do things a little bit differently every time, um, even if it's all within the same style, but I don't want to just draw the same things over and over. So uh, if I've got, uh, there was a while where I was drawing really big hands on a lot of things. And then recently I started drawing people with really tiny hands. Um, <laughs> just to do something different because uh, it it, it kind of goes back to when uh, I said if I do a drawing and it, it puts a little smirk on my face and I'm doing something right so if I've, if I've been drawing this thing for a while and I'm not getting that little bit of enjoyment out of it in the same way then I think well maybe I should change this up so I kind of experiment with, with, with other stuff to try to just make it a, a little bit weird in a different way 
When you're drawing food, do you have the food in mind, like as a reference, or do you eat the food, or you look up pictures of the food? I'm just curious about how you depict food in your drawings. Yeah, so oftentimes I do have to look it up because、um, for some of the articles I illustrate, it's about food that I don't know about, like a, something maybe I haven't had, and so I look it up, like, oh, that's what that is, or, or maybe I have a vague idea but I can't picture it in my head. Like, I, I know what this kind of looks like, but if I'm going to draw it, I have to have a, a decent idea, or else it's not going to look like that thing at all. And so often I'm looking up, you know,、uh, popovers on the internet, or like, like, I've had enchiladas plenty, but I'm trying to think of how does a, a casserole dish filled with enchiladas look like?、Um, so I might have to look that up. So I end up with like this, all these funny stock photos on my web browser of like 30 pictures of enchiladas. And then from there, like sometimes I draw it a little almost somewhat realistically, or at least, you know, pretty straightforward. And other times I play with it if it's kind of a, a more general food that I feel like a lot of people are going to know. I have more leeway for. Um, kind of mixing it up somehow and making it a little weirder.、Um, but I also often find the, the side by side of, of more straightforward depiction of food mixed with less straightforward depiction of people to be a nice push and pull within an image. So、um, I often have that kind of balance going on. Yeah, I also really like that too. That's, that's interesting to hear your process, <laughs> especially for food you don't know, right?、Um, I think that's so cool. Thanks again, Vance. This was great. Thank you very much.